Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lender, and I'm joined by Caleb Arthur. Caleb, this is the Christmas episode, the Christmas special of the All Nine Yards podcast. This is the, this is this is we're hitting a lot of the you know stereotypical holiday specials so far this season. We've got uh, Thanksgiving out the way. We got uh, Christmas out the way. I mean, I don't really know if you can have a New Year's special, but I will. We'll, we'll, We'll find a way, but we're, we're here. We're here to do uh, to do some discussion and some gift giving because in the first half of this episode, we'll be breaking down everything that happened in week 15. In the second half, we'll be uh, giving each team in the NFL one gift they would probably want for Christmas this year. One thing they would love to just wake up on Christmas morning, look under their Christmas tree and see it just sitting there with a nice little bow. It's all wrapped up, addressed to them. But I guess we'll start with the Saturday game, the Patriots at the Colts and the Colts, a very impressive 27, 17 win Caleb. I mean, I know you're a little nervous about the Colts taking the Titans spot in the division, but do you really see the Colts as a legit AFC contender now, even after all these impressive wins? Um, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say no, but it's close. I feel okay. like they absolutely have an opportunity to win a playoff game. Um, especially with, you know, the, the AFC is not is pretty wide open. It doesn't look like there's any dominant team. So they could win a playoff game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't feel like they can uh, win, the, make it to the Super Bowl because I just feel like eventually there's going to become a point where you're playing a really good team on the road in the playoffs and you're going to have to rely on Carson Wentz. And we have uh, seen that he's – against great teams he's not been great i mean yeah they beat the patriots but he barely threw the ball so yeah i don't really know at that point if you can really like what if they have to play you know at new england or you know at mm-hmm. kansas city something like that in the cold weather um can you really be able to trust carson Wentz in a, in a high stakes playoff game like that I, I just don't believe that you can at this point mm-hmm. um because they really once they started taking it out of his hands more and really feeding jonathan taylor's when they took off yeah. So I think that at that point, it's just hard to say that. I think there's a good team. I think at this point, they'll play off lock pretty much. Yeah, I, agree. Um, I think they can win, win a playoff game. Absolutely. But I just don't see this team as a Super Bowl team. Yeah, um, I would agree with basically everything you, you said there. I think, honestly, you could say the same could apply to New England. Um, I think yeah. New England's floor is a lot higher than Indianapolis's. But we saw in this game, Mac Jones, granted he's a rookie, um so you can't just kind of just write him off forever but he just doesn't have the ability just yet in his career to to throw his team back into the game um something i think wentz doesn't really have anymore either but it's especially something we've seen that's evident out of mac jones so far this season in new england i mean when they turn the ball over early and when they fall behind after the first or second quarter they normally have a very hard time getting back into the game um just because jones just doesn't really have the arm talent to throw his team back into a game um, so I think we can see that maybe rear its ugly head, maybe in January when they match up, uh, with another AFC playoff team, probably on the road, given the fact that they won't likely be the number one seed in the conference. But yeah, I mean, I just think both of these teams are in slightly similar situations. They have a really good ground game and they have a very clear recipe for success. Um, it's just that when it comes down to playoff time, when it comes down to QB play, I'm not sure if I can trust either one of them massively just yet. Now we go to the Sunday games. I guess we'll talk about the Patriots' biggest foes in the AFC East up first. The Bills at home against the Panthers last week. Bills winning 31-14. Caleb, it was finally a take-care-of-business game for Buffalo. Are you back on the Buffalo Believe train, or are you still a little skeptical about this team, even after this win? You know, 
I'm just a little skeptical because I just don't think the Panthers. I mean, they they've fallen down fast, but they didn't even have a kicker in this game. I mean, it's it's bad. It's mm-hmm. all gone downhill for this team. So I don't think there's a lot you can take away from this game. Obviously, a 17 point win, no matter who you play, is nice. Um, and it's definitely a game that they needed to get back on track. But at this point, um, still, I don't know. I mean, they play the Patriots. There's so many huge divisional games next week, but. Um, one of them is going to be one of the key ones is Bills Patriots. If the Bills can win that one, then they're right back in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they if they lose, the division's done. Yeah. So, so I, that's that's a huge game for them. But mm, I, I just I'm still a little skeptical. Their offensive line has been shakier than I mm-hmm. think we we anticipated it to be, and their running game is not very good. So uh, I think this is a good team. Kinda, I feel the same way about the Bills as I do the Colts. Obviously, the Bills have a better quarterback, so I feel a little bit better about them. Yeah. But I just feel like both teams, you know, both teams are eight and six, and they have, you know, they, they absolutely have the talent to win a playoff game, but they just have a couple really noticeable flaws that I think is going to keep them from being a Super Bowl team. Yeah, um, I would agree with what you said about the Bills. I think they're definitely going to win their games against the Falcons and the Jets. Those are kind of, I think, ones you can write in with Penn. And so that's going to push them to 10 wins, but the biggest game is going to be that Patriots one. It's this Sunday because, I mean, we were saying they have to, they have to, I mean, like a split is a best case scenario for Buffalo split is best case scenario for Buffalo. And when they lost on the road, sorry, when they lost at home, New England was on the road. I think a lot of people thought, okay, it's splits impossible at this point. So that means, I just think that illustrates how big this game is coming up on Sunday. Um, Belichick does an exceptional job of taking people out of games, but that's not really something he's done against Josh Allen, at least without the benefit of the weather, because obviously the last time they played, the weather was just crazy. Um, and that was one of the reasons neither team could throw the ball. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just agree. I think this, this game for the Bills on Sunday against the Patriots is going to be massive, but this is a very good one. I think this is a back on track kind of game for them. Um, after a pretty close game against the Bucs, a, really a tough loss to the Patriots. They, they really needed a, a nice blowout win like this. Even Allen, he's on a bum foot at this point, but he was pointing out his teammates for playing really well uh, and helping him carry the, to a Buffalo win. So I don't think the Bills are in any position to miss the playoffs at this point. Um, you, you just you look at the Falcons game, you look at the Jets game, it's two very winnable games. We've talked about all year how the 10 is the magic number in the AFC. So I think the Bills are, are fine playoff-wise. It's just when you come talk about seeding, because, I mean, I think the Bills could literally get any seed from one to seven. Yeah, it's just, yeah that's it's a that. really good chance. If they lose the Patriots and the, you know, Colts and, and Chargers win the games, they should. Bills are probably the seven. Exactly. But then again, if they win out and we see the Chiefs slip up against maybe a team like the Bengals, all of a sudden the Bills are one. So, I mean, that just tells you how wide open this AFC is. And really, I'm all here for it. But on the Carolina side, I mean, I love Matt Rule. He's a Temple guy. I liked him at Baylor, um, but he just, I think, has, he's lost control of this team a little bit. I mean, granted, he's got no talent, um, especially at the quarterback position. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the gift section. But, uh, but yeah, I just this is this was a tough game for the Panthers, especially considering they didn't have a kicker, but a good win for the Bills. Now we move to probably, I think, the most shocking result of the week, even though it wasn't talked about very much. I felt like, and probably of the whole year. The Lions blowing out the Cardinals at home. It was an, an incredible game for Dan Campbell and this team. I mean, they think they've thrown away all possibility of the number one overall pick at this point, given the fact that they won that game. But really, it was it was a vintage Jared Goff performance. I mean, the man has not lost to the Cardinals in his career, and that was apparent. Kelly Murray threw the ball 41 times, but threw as many touchdowns as interceptions. It's clear that the Arizona offense is missing something without DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, Caleb, did you think the the Cardinals lost this game or did the Lions win it? 
Um, I I think you have to say the Cardinals lost, but I mean they just didn't. I mean they just came out so flat. They just didn't look like they were really that engaged, which is weird because now mm-hmm. they're you know in a spot where they very much could uh, not win the division at this point now. And this was one that was like, it. You, we always talk about there's like a few teams that it's like, you have to beat them. You should be able to beat them easily. And your sleep lines are one of those few teams. Mm-hmm. So I just, it, this is one that it just stings so much to lose. It's one you can't really afford to lose very well might cost them the division. So I think this is just a example of them coming up flat, but um, for one, so Jared Goff apparently just owns the Cardinals. Like apparently he's, just, he's a franchise owner. He's got a majority stake in this team at, at this point. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And then the second thing, it's one game, right? I've always said I don't want to overreact to one individual game. But this is, but now the Cardinals have been skidding a little bit. The same thing happened last season. Is it time we bring back the question of how good is Cliff Kingsbury? Can, maybe? Do we bring well, that back? I think, I think that question – will be on the, every headline in America if they lose to the Colts. And yeah. I think we should be talking about it, especially if they lose to the Colts, because, I mean, you have the Colts, you have the Cowboys on the road, and then you have the Seahawks at home. If you lose all three games, you, my friend, if, if you lose all three games and then lose in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, next year is a do-or-die season for Cliff if it wasn't already. Yeah. I, just, I, I do think that conversation might need to be, might need to be had sometime in the future. Yeah, it's just this is like it's not Wade's level, but this is the second year in a row they have really skidded at the end of the season. Yeah. So I um obviously they still have you know it's not a complete collapse yet. They still could could finish nicely, but right now it's not looking great. But yeah, I just feel I mean credit to the Lions, right? They're two wins. They're probably not going to get the number one pick now, but I guess I don't know. And number one, number two, not really much of a difference this year because it's not a great quarterback talent prospect mm-hmm. but um yeah overall i think we have to give a lot of credit to the lions dan campbell i don't know how good of an x's and o's guy that he is but he clearly has this team rallying so yeah. i want to give credit to the lions a uh, second win and man over the cardinals who would have saw that so uh detroit sports i mean something went right so that's that's good that's good yeah i saw a stat that um detroit lions won and the pistons cracked their losing streak and it was the first time a, it was the first time the lions and the pistons had won on the same day in four years that's like tough. that's just detroit sports in a stat if you ask me but ultimately i think i'm going to disagree with you a little bit i think the lions won this game i mean yes the cardinals didn't play very well but we could see this team was coming out flying they were playing so motivated i mean the defense was just incredible it was really just such an incredibly strong game um, by all parts of the Lions secondary. I mean, they picked Jeff Okuda third overall. I haven't seen him since he got drafted. I feel like he disappeared off the face of the planet. But their young cornerback, whose name I'm definitely going to get wrong here, Oruwarie, Oruwarie, very strong. I mean, if you ask me, he's turning into a real cornerstone um, of their defense. Amani Oruwarie, remember that name because he. He wasn't a first-round pick, but he's really been the best, one of the best players on their defense so far. He's kind of showing what I think they thought Okuda could be. He's been a very good corner. He's got a lot of picks. Um, the offense was just kind of just Dinkin and Duncan doing their thing. Jared Goff, an incredible game. Also, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, take a bow, son. I've always liked him, and I think this was his best game as a pro by a mile. Um, and just really, I think this Lions team, it's scrappy, and they really do deserve the number one overall pick because they deserve the first shot. 
um, at talent just because they've, they've just been battling so hard all year. Unfortunately, they're not going to get it. But yeah, I, I've been really impressed by this, by this Lions team. Now uh, we moved to another game. And uh, I mean, we had to get to this game at some point. I'm scared of the propaganda that's going to spew from the other side of the Zoom call. But the Dolphins beat the Jets 31 to 24 in Miami. They're now seven and seven. Uh, winning streak has been extended to six. They're three games remaining. The Saints, the Titans, the Patriots at home. Caleb, uh, is 10 and seven possible? Is it, it I mean, it mathematically is, but do you still, are, are you still in hope? Are you still hopeful that 10 and seven can happen? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not not that hopeful if we're being completely honest to you. But you you better not be hopeful because if they go ten and seven, you're in trouble. We're I am in trouble. I'm in big. But trouble. yeah, you know, it's just um, the Saints who we've said this for a while now. They're such a hard team to lead, so I I think that can be a win. But you know, you never know. Um, but to beat both the Titans and the Patriots seems like kind of a long shot at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think there's a pretty decent chance they win one of those. So I think nine and eight's very possible. Yeah. Um, at this point, nine and eight's not going to get you in the playoffs. You're going to have to get ten wins. So I think that um, I think the Dolphins find themselves probably with not much of a playoff chance. Still, I mean, all the BPI metrics, all that stuff, still have them at like a nine percent chance of making the playoffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just not it's not great odds at this point. Um, and I think if you're the Dolphins, obviously the six-game winning streak that they've had, it certainly it's cool blind for as a seat. I didn't think he was going to get fired anyway, but this has made a seat once again, I think, pretty cold. Yeah. So I think that that's um, uh, good, good for them. So I think that no one's really doubting the direction they're going in anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like last year, we loved what they were building. Um, this, and then kind of the losing streak, we started questioning. It feels like most people are kind of back on like, yeah, I think this franchise is going in a pretty good direction. So I, in terms of playoff, I don't think it does much, but I think this helps the franchise be in a good direction, but you've got, I mean, th- those Jaguars and Falcons, both of those you lost at the last second, you've got to be kicking yourselves. Cause yeah. even if you would have won one of those, you'd have a real, real playoff chance. So Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what what flip what what switch flipped at this point um, for this winning streak, but uh, it's definitely a surprise. So, uh, but go maybe maybe they go ten and seven. It might happen, but I don't know. I'm gonna say nine and eight. Yeah, well, I think that's certainly possible. I mean, I'll be sure. I'll 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 personally be a little surprised and make it over five hundred because I think, I mean, we'll see what they'll do because if, if they can beat the Saints next this coming monday then i'm i'm sure yep they're definitely they're definitely getting the nine wins but if i i don't think they'll do that i think they'll probably lose the saints but i'm gonna focus on the jets here a little bit um i thought Tua played very well i mean obviously it's time the jets but just to you know hit on the dolphins real fast i thought Tua played well duke johnson had one of the games of his life uh which is good you know he was back home a very nice coach game by flores but on the Jets side, um, Caleb, I, I'm sorry. This kind of has to be said but at what point are we gonna hit the panic button on zach wilson because he was 13 for 23 with 170 yards and just in the second half was nothing. The Dolphins adjusted to everything he had been doing and he didn't do squat in the second half. Yes, he took six sacks. That's not really his fault. He's been running for his life. I watched most of this game. It was the most Jets football I think I'd watched in 10 years. Um, but I watched most of this game. I, I thought Wilson played very well in the first half, but just didn't get it going in the second. And it just seems like, Caleb, I know you're a Zach Wilson guy, but I mean, it, it – 
is it the is it the situation? Is it the people around him, or are we finally seeing a trend with these New York quarterbacks that you're they maybe just aren't that good? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I watched a lot of the post half, and he made a couple plays um, with his legs, you know, running around, finding the open man, kind of. Uh, BYU asked, reminded everybody why the Jets felt that picking him second was a good move. Mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Like you said, he got sat six times. So, it's, and, it, and it wasn't really his fault on any of those. So it's just really hard to, you know, take it too seriously w- with that going around him. Uh, the defense is underachieved pretty significantly. Uh, Robert Sala was supposed to be a defensive guy, and the defense has just not been good. Um, so it's really hard. I'm never, I mean, it's, it's interesting because obviously you don't consider moving off of him this year. Um, cause a lot of people now like Tua, everyone was like, Oh, do you move off him after one year? I think that's too soon. So I think yeah. Zach Wilson still has a lot of hope, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just, it's going to be really hard to lead. Hopefully they get, you know, new defensive stuff, new offensive lines. So. Because I just don't know. I don't know how you evaluate him at this point. I don't, because I don't know how much of it's him, how much of it's the Jets. Because history says a lot of it's the Jets, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Wilson's in any danger of being moved on after this year. I think the Jets still are just in such a no, massive no. rebuild. I think he'll be at the helm no matter how bad he plays this year or next year. He'll be the helm for at least three years. That's kind of isn't that like the whole golden rule on QBs? So you give him three years and then yeah, that's that's been it's kind of been sped up a little bit, but yeah, usually it's three. Yeah, especially with a big rebuilding team like this. So, I mean, unless all of a sudden, I don't know, I can't even think of a good quarter. If, if Bryce Young falls into their laps at one and they like him more than Wilson, we could see a Rosen a Rosen Murray situation. But there's nobody in this draft class that's gonna do yeah, that absolutely. to the Jets. Um, so I I don't think he's in too much danger, but. The next divisional matchup that happened one o'clock Sunday, the Cowboys at the Giants. I think this game is a lot, uh, was not as close, not, not nearly as close as the final score indicated. Cowboys 21, Giants six. I mean, Mike Glennon just played a terrible game. Other than that, there isn't much to say. The Cowboys defense has been exceptional so far this year. Uh, really, I'm just shocked the Giants haven't just tried someone other than Glennon at this point because he just he gets chance after chance after chance after chance in this league when there's guys like Tyler Huntley who are undrafted, cut a gajillion times, but have now stepped into their role as Ravens uh, starter and just is gone. He's just played really, really well. So I'm sure there's guys on the fringes that would play way better than Glennon. But that's just a personal rant. I mean, I just think the Giants are kind of done at this point. I don't know what genius thought they might win the division this year. But, uh, I mean, anyway, you didn't say win the division, but you said the Giants were going to be a playoff team this year, didn't you? Uh, no, I did not say they were going to be a playoff team. I want to make that very clear. I just okay. said they were going to be – I said they were going to be 8-9. and nine. Okay, well – Which is not – that's not great, but it, I at least I didn't say they were going to make the playoffs. I okay, that's – that's okay, you've redeemed yourself a little bit there. But, uh, hey, I mean, I said the Cowboys were going 8-9, so I, I look like just as much of an idiot as you do. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just – that's all I have to say about it. Caleb, would you make it this game? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's always, like, I think we both said this, we thought it would be not, we thought it'd be kind of close, just divisional game on the road to the Cowboys, but um, I just don't think there's a lot to say about this game. Um, Cowboys did what they're supposed to do, playing a very subpar quarterback. Um, it's just one one you got to have, and now Cowboys, I don't, I don't know. I guess they technically could still get the one seed if the Packers slip up, but I don't really see that happening, so. I think if you're the Cowboys, you you want to be in a position where I think if let's say the Packers get the one seed, 
I think the fight for the two seats is going to be very, um, very brutal because you don't want to be the four seed because you're going to have to play the Rams and Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if you're going to be the three seed, you're going to have to play the 49ers. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want that at this point. Um, yeah. But then if, if, if you're the, uh, if you're the two seed, you're going to play either the Saints, Vikings, or, or Eagles. So I think there's a big drop off there. So I think uh, this keeps the Cowboys in the race for the two seed. Um, so I think that's huge for them, but th- they just did what they're supposed to do. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they, yeah, I don't know what the, the Giants do. I think it's Jake Fromm time. Let's go. It's time. Yep. Let's do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Giants are not in a not in a great place right now. Yeah, it just really, uh, it, it it's not looking good for New York. But I really have a New York team at this point. Um, but yeah, Titans Steelers up next. Uh, Caleb would have to get to this game at some point. A lot of turnovers for the Titans ended up dooming them. Tannehill not playing incredibly, and all of a sudden the Titans are five hundred since Derrick Henry got hurt even after um, an, an incredible win against the Rams and then the saints, they've thusly lost three out of the last four. Caleb, are they a division winner at this point? I mean, I think it might all come down to the, to the game this Thursday, but what do you think about this Tennessee team? Um, I still think they, I mean, let's assume they beat the Texans. They can get to, to 10 wins there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would clinch the division if the Colts uh, lost one more game, which I don't know if they will. So if yeah. the Colts went out, they would have to win two more games, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know. I think they could do that, but um, I don't know. I, I just, there's not much I can take away from this team because I think we all knew as, as nice and as, as heartwarming as that Lambs win was to me mm-hmm. in the first week without Derrick Henry, I knew without him, this is a first, probably a first run exit team. Yeah. I knew that. Um so, I mean, I picked the Steelers, you know, when we did our picks. So, this is not shocking to me. I think what's the most disappointing is we were up 13-3, to and then uh, the Steelers went on a 16 to nothing run. So, I think that's, that's what makes it the, the most painful. But overall, I think the Steelers, despite this win, it helps a little bit playoff odds. Um, still really don't think they have much of a shot. And for the Titans, just – you know, if they could win one of 49ers Dolphins, that would be that would I mean that would pretty much clinch the division. So that would be huge for them. But um, I don't know. They just need to get healthy. And until then, it's I just I mean, I don't know how you judge this team. So yeah, they're just they're a really hard team to to get a verdict on just because we don't know how good they're gonna look, even with Henry back. I mean, will he be to his full self? We don't know. I still think they'll win the division because I do think the Colts, I don't think the Colts are gonna win out. Um, and I think that the Titans should should beat the Texans. But, yeah, I just think it's tough. And, again, with the Steelers, I mean, we say this every week. They're never going to be dead. They're just never going to be dead. This is like in Zombieland, you got to double tap the zombies. With the Steelers, you got to, like, quintuple tap them, and they still won't be dead. I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they will find yeah. a way to go 8-8. Eight eight. We know yeah, they, they got to My Tom, when they got to win one more game to keep his streak alive. And they're gonna they're gonna win one. I mean, it would be great if that win could come either against the Browns or the Ravens, at least for the Bengals yeah. uh, mm-hmm. side of this podcast. Because if they can just knock down other people in the division, I'm loving life. Especially if it's against the Browns. Please, Steelers beat the Browns. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they had the Chiefs this coming Sunday, the day after Christmas, and the Browns the week after that on Monday Night Football. Then the Ravens the week after that. So ultimately, I mean, it's a pretty tough schedule, but I, we all know they're gonna win one game and get to 500 because that's just how it works. Roethlisberger played fine. Najee Harris 
didn't really do much. Deontay Johnson out of it's just like the most Steelers win of all time. They just they had what four field goals and a Roethlisberger sneak were other points. Their defense played incredibly well. T.J. Watt played played really strong. He's having one of the best seasons by a Steelers defender in years. So I mean they're they're gonna find a way to get to eight and eight. Uh, we all know this is this is how it just works. I think at this point in Pittsburgh. So credit to Tomlin for that one. All right, uh, one more 1 o'clock divisional matchup. The Texans and the Jaguars. Texans won by 14 and the fighting David Cullies, despite the fact, unfortunately, friends, um, I have to bring you this devastating report that David Cully might not be the head coach of the Houston Texans next year. It's not announced by anybody official yet, but all these insider articles are coming out that he just is like, has does not have a good relationship with the GM or with the owner at this point because he's been disobeying them at every turn. Um, so unfortunately the fighting David Cullies might have to move, uh, move on. And we might need to become like the fighting Jim Caldwell's in Houston or something, but Hey, Davis Mills had a good game. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence who to thunk it. Um, Rex Burkhead Bengals legend at 41 yards on 16 carries and Brandon cooks showed why he got so many first round picks over the years. Texans put 30 on the Jags heads in their first game without urban Meyer. Although they finally gave the ball to James Robinson 18 times on the ground. He had 75 yards and a touchdown Caleb at this point, it's looking like the Jags are going to get the first overall pick in the draft, but do you have any sort of optimism with like David Mills, Brandon cooks? What do you think about this Texans team going forward? Um, hmm. yeah, I mean the Texans are three and one. So they've officially won more games than I predicted them to. So yep. congratulations on that one. Good job. Texans. Um, very good. Um, not, not a high bar, but still, you know, something. So, Mm -hmm. um, overall, I think this is a team I still, so it looks like they're not. So there's like, at this point in most mock drafts, there's like two edge rushers, um, that are like the, the scene is the top two picks, probably not going to get either one of those. And then you get into the point, do you take a quarterback with likely they will be the number three pick? Do you take one? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I probably would, but yeah. um, definitely one. I, I don't think we're in a situation where it would be crazy for them not to, but um, I don't know. I just think with both of those edge rushers gone, you probably have to, but I don't know. I just, I don't like the, the organization. I don't like the ownership, the GM. So I have my doubts about how just high of a ceiling this organization has, but mm-hmm. they have, you know, despite being three and 11, like I said, they've done a little better than I thought they would. So Davis Mills has done a little better than I thought they would. So I think this is a, this is a nice win for them. Not going to be last in the division, but the Jaguars know that that's, that's a disaster down there. It's bad. It's how it's many, I'm, I'm serious. I'm at this point, the way the open Meyer Trevor Lawrence thing fell apart. I'm legitimately asking like how many years until this franchise gets relocated. Like, I'm, uh, I'm well, if, if, when, when they move on from Lawrence, it's getting relocated basically. Yeah. So, if they, like, yeah, if he fails, then yeah. Yeah, so probably four, maybe three. But the question is, where will they go? See, everybody's saying London. I, I feel like no, they won't go to London because nobody wants to make the trip to London. Like, the other owners wouldn't sign off on that, basically. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. That I feel be. like they might go to Mexico City. That would be good. That would be a good one. Yeah, or they'll go, go to – where could they go? I mean, I, I guess Vegas is a team. Where they go to Oakland. They become the Oakland Jaguars. That'd be pretty funny. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you were mentioning about the relocating thing anyway. Sorry, just, yeah, you were saying? Yeah, I just, I think this, I don't know. They're probably going to get the first pick again. So I guess you take one of the edge rushers and hope that that's uh, something built your defense up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, you find, I mean, really at this point, the, the, the main goal of this organization will be to find a coach that can develop Trevor Lawrence into the quarterback you think he can be. 
I think yeah. that's 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 goal number one. That's goal number one, two, and three right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's uh, that's just really all they're going to try to do this off season. Yep, um, that just seems like that's the direction this organization is heading in away from Jacksonville. But yeah, uh, now we go to the four o'clock games. There was three of them. All of them were pretty good. Only one of them was a real blowout. I guess we're going to start with the game of the week, baby. The Bengals 15 to 10, the win over the Broncos, the battle of the bees. Drew Locke got nothing on this. The Bengals defense finally carries them to a win for what I feel like is the first time in about my whole lifetime. The Bengals defense carries them to a win. Bro didn't play fantastic, but he really didn't have to. Mixon got hurt late. It really wasn't an offensive show, but my, oh my, Trey Hendrickson. I, I want a, a, a handwritten letter of apology from every single NFL writer that said Trey Hendrickson was a bad signing. Hell, I'll write one because I said he was a terrible signing. And, and I want it delivered to Zach Taylor's office, to Duke Tobin's office, and to my house because this Bengals team has been just – this Bengals defense especially has been wildly overperforming expectations. Trey Hendrickson, I think it's on like a 14-game sack streak at this point. It's crazy. Um, unfortunately, Teddy Bridgewater had to leave with an injury, which is sad because I like him. But Drew Locke came in and actually played pretty well. He's just a little overmatched. It was a Tyler Boyd game, and the Bengals are now the betting favorites to win the AFC North somehow. And they're two and a half point favorites over Baltimore next week. Caleb, from your non-biased point of view, is is Cincinnati? Do they still got a shot? I know what you're going to say, but but do they still have a shot? Um, mathematically, yeah. 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 Okay. We love to see it. We're a big fan of mathematics in this household. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, I think it's a legitimate thing. Like if they beat the Ravens, they are the favorite to win yeah. the division. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, there's still, I was looking through the NFC, oh, sorry, AFC North scenarios. There's like, there's a scenario like if the Ravens won out and the Bengals lost their last two games, the Ravens could win it even if the Bengals win. But I don't yeah. know. The Ravens still got the Rams. And at this point, with the way with how beat up the Ravens are, I don't see them beating the Rams. I just don't. So um, that's pretty good. There's technically a scenario where the Bengals, Ravens, and Browns are all three nine and eight, and in that yeah. scenario, the Browns would get it because they will be been three and one versus the the Bengals and the Ravens. So they mm-hmm. they could be they could get in it. But no, I think if you at this point, if they they are the favorite if they win this game. So I really think. I mean, it all comes down to this game. I think if they lose the Ravens, they're pretty much done. But, I mean, they, they beat the Ravens handily in Baltimore, and the Ravens are beat up right now. So, I think absolutely the Bengals could win it. But, mm-hmm. um, like you said, I was just – I was really impressed with the defense. Um, it's not like the Broncos' offense is world beaters or anything. But That's true. But still to hold any anybody at this point in, in this offensive-minded uh, league, I think to hold anybody to 10 points is pretty impressive. So, mm-hmm. um, good job, Bengals. You stay alive. My prediction is coming. Um, it's it's coming to fruition. They're gonna keep dragging you on week by week, and yep. then the last week they probably watch. They're gonna lose to the Browns the last week, and they're gonna get eliminated. It's gonna be a thing. It's it's coming. I just want to warn you so you're not overly disappointed because it's no. Coming. I mean, I I know that's what's gonna happen, but I'm still gonna get disappointed. This is just how it is as a Cincinnati fan at this point. But it's a good win. Also, Broncos are done. So, yeah, Broncos are done. I mean, I think a lot of people thought they were done weeks ago, but they somehow they, stayed in it. But it was yeah. a good way. They they lasted technically, mathematically lasted longer than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. But they, I think now they they're officially done. Yeah. Okay. Next one: Falcons Niners. This one was a little bit more of a blowout than the other four o'clock games. 
I think the Falcons are done. I think that's what you can take from this. The Niners are probably locks. I mean, this NFC is all sorted until the last seed. That's really all I have to say about this one. Caleb, what about you? Um, yeah, I think we, we kind of all season, we were like those five NFC teams. Yeah. That are like, okay, this is a team that could win a playoff game or two. Now, could it, should we say there's six now? No, there's like, not. I'm, I'm Niners, not sure. The Niners are not winning a playoff game. Come on. They're not winning a playoff game. Oh, I don't know. I mean. You really think the Niners would beat the Rams head to head? They already did. Yeah, but they won't do it again. They beat him. The, the, that Niners Rams game, that was the definition of a trap. That's a bad game. example. That's a bad example because Shanahan owns McVay. Yeah, but no, it's but that not was, your that was, That's not going to I mean, I'm just, what well, my point is, even no matter what seed. So the Niners are going to be six. We know that. But who? Yeah, so they're going to be six. Who? Yeah. I, I could see him beating the Cowboys. Might be, might yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it could be the Cowboys. They could beat the Cowboys. Everybody else on that list, though, I'm not so sure. That's fair. That's fair. Because they did lose the Colt McCoy. So. Yeah. No, they wouldn't beat the Cardinals. They wouldn't beat the Bucks. I don't know if they beat the Rams. I think they wouldn't beat the Rams, but that's. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, they're definitely like a little bit. It's like they're a little bit too below the other five. But I also, mm-hmm. at the same point, why I said that was I feel bad lumping them in the same two as the Saints, Vikings, and Eagles. I think they're just their own tier at this point. We're just yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're like. Yeah, then they're clearly above the West, clearly below them five. Yeah. So I get, I mean, which is better than they they were a few weeks ago. So like I said, pretty much locked at this point. Very impressive. I thought the uh, Falcons would keep it close. Falcons probably done now. They would have to win out, which I just don't see. They still have the Bills on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I just don't. I mean, it's good. Um. The Falcons again, kind of like the Texans. They won't agree to anything, but they were still a little bit better than I thought they were going to be this year. So that's a, a good foundation mark. But yeah, 49ers, credit to them. They're, they're looking good right now, and they pretty much secured their, their playoff win. Yep, uh, I will give credit to Shanahan. He's, he's been coaching pretty well, considering I haven't really been the biggest believer in his. Speaking of coaching um, and some controversial coaching in that, Jim Harbaugh going for two again at the death of the game. Uh, in the Ravens versus Packers showdown that occurred on Sunday, the Packers won 31 to 30. The game looked over and then Tyler Huntley led two scoring drives in the last nine minutes of the game um, to basically cut it to 31 30. And Harbaugh's like, okay, we're going against Aaron Rodgers. If he gets the ball first, we're screwed. And he goes for two. He doesn't get it. Unfortunately, now he's over two on those late game calls. So, I mean, Caleb, the Ravens are hurting, but that was a great game by Huntley. Uh, talk to me, Ravens, Packers. What do you really make of this game? Um, I think if you the Packers, um, I I said I've been I've said for a few weeks now if I were to do a power rankings I I would have to put the Packers one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, only only winning by one and they could have went in they should have went into overtime. Could have lost to a backup quarterback. Don't love that. Yeah, but um, I, it's still on the road. Ravens are not bad, so I I still think I don't. There's not another team that has shown they should overtake the Packers in, in, in a number one spot in the power ranking. But, um, yeah, I think the Ravens, I mean, it's kind of like that backup quarterback thing we've talked about uh, for a couple of weeks. They're good. And I think what, what really helps the Ravens is, is Huntley has a similar style of Lamont. So they don't really have to change the offense a lot. And, and yeah. that's, that really helps. That helps the coaches. That helps the receivers. Um, that helps everybody. So I think that's, that's something that other teams should take note of. Um, I think that's really a good thing to have, to have a backup that has a similar style. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just 
the Ravens, same as the Bengals, right? They're both eight and six. They play each other next week. It's really going to come down to that. Um, so you better be ready for that. I think you, in, in terms, since it was an NFC team, in terms of standings, it didn't really change much. Would have been nice to have it and then change a ton. Um, so you just, you got to go out, got to beat the Bengals. I assume Lamar Jackson's playing if he was questionable um, up until game time then that probably means he was fairly close to playing, so another week would definitely put him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that he should be back there, but I don't know. Like, it's the same, same conversation as the Bengals. You got to win that one. And the Packers, little would have liked them to be a backup quarterback by more than they did, but at the same time, they've still been playing good, and they still are very much a Super Bowl contender. Yep. Uh, that's kind of everything I was going to say about this game. I think the Ravens are hurting, and at this point, their chances of the playoffs – I mean, well, it comes down to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that we're looking at the Bengals Ravens game on Sunday basically being an elimination game. I think the loser of that one. Yeah. Done. Yeah, the loser's done. And then Especially the Browns. The Ravens. I mean, is Lamar even going to play? I would or, assume so. Yeah, I, me too. But he didn't practice today. Mm, I don't know. And I mean, Huntley's playing really well. I'm not going to, like, there's no QB controversy. That's in my right problem now. with that, though, is we always say that, and then after a few games, they fizzle. Yeah, that's true. But Huntley's played more than just a few games in Baltimore. He started against the Bears earlier this year and played well. Yeah. He played, like, a good chunk of the playoff game no, he's last year and played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, he might be getting a starter job somewhere soon. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. You don't think somebody? You don't think like Houston might take a flyer on him? I don't know. Um, not. A, I don't know. They probably. I would assume they would want to see a little more. Maybe if he yeah, plays probably. and beats. If he plays and beats the Bengals, then we can have that conversation. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean that's just that's how I'm feeling. I think Packers Super Bowl contender at this point. Uh, one seed in the NFC, one seed in the whole NFL. Ravens playing pretty well themselves, but ultimately I think are just a little too banged up to make noise at this stage. Being a banged up, the Buccaneers, oh boy, they lost nine nothing at home with a chance to clinch the division. Just Tom Brady cannot beat the New Orleans Saints. It's just a fact of the matter. Um, Caleb, what did you think about this one? We we have finally, if, if Tom Brady is Superman of the NFL, we have discovered, we have found kryptonite. We have discovered it. We have found it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Taysom Hill. No, it's not. It's just the Saints. It's the Saints defense. That's, that's true. It is really the Saints defense. But yeah, um, this is crazy. Um, can we? I mean, still, Saints have have a lot have work to do to make yeah. the playoffs. But this was really season saving. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Because if they were lost this one, they're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they they're very very much in the thick of it. Uh, they played the Dolphins, Falcons. Can't remember the other game. Um, but I don't know. It was schedule guy. Yeah, uh, you mean this? The Saints down the down the stretch. Yeah, they play the yeah. Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Those are their final. Yeah, I I think if they if you have to win at least two of those to you know put yourself in a position to make it. Um, yeah, then it would come down to if the Eagles whether they win one or two more. I think would would be it would come down to that. But yeah, they like I said, they very much saved those seasons. So I think that's that's the main thing of that. And then the Buccaneers. Not only did they lose, man, they took some tough injuries. Um, yeah. Chris Godwin's out for the season. That's the main one. The other guys like Mike Evans, um, Leonard Fournette, should be back by the playoffs, which I don't really worry about the regular season. They play the Panthers twice and the Jets to finish out the regular season. 
Mm-hmm. So not really worried about that. But um, I think that that definitely, um, I guess you don't, they don't want to play the Saints in the playoffs. That's for sure. Which I guess technically could happen in a two versus seven. Yeah, it definitely could. But I don't know. They So they probably want to avoid that. Even though they did actually beat the Saints in the playoffs last year. Yeah, but that was, I mean, Drew Brees played so bad. Yeah. We had like three turnovers, so I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, Taysom Hill could easily have three turnovers, I guess. So Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just think that the Buccaneers, this is one of those things where it's just a, there's a team that they're just a week against. So I, at this point, it's hard to take too much away when they lose to the Saints because it's just like we know the Saints are really good against them. So not a lot to take away from that. Yeah, um, really, I agree with you. There's not much on the Bucks. I mean, it's just a tough loss, but everybody's just hurt. I mean, Brady definitely ghosted. Um, that's for sure. Brady just didn't show up. Um, Cost me my fantasy playoff is what he did. Oh, yeah, but he won me mine, baby. Oh, my God. I, this is glad. just – I'm, I'm glad one of us is happy in this, Caleb, because I'm going against this kid in my grade. Um, he's got Travis Kelsey, right? And so Travis Kelsey has 40. He drops a 40-piece on Thursday night. And he texts me at like 1230 a.m. on on Thursday night, or I guess Friday, Friday morning at time. He goes, he goes, Kelsey 40 piece. See you next year. Guess who won? I did because Brady no showed. Fournette had to leave early. Uh Evan McPherson. There's a I have ESPN fantasy, and so that you get an extra point if your field goal is 50 yards or longer. So Evan McPherson dropped dropped the cool, I, I got dropped the cool 12 points, which was awesome. Um, Josh Allen finally woke up. Dallas Goddard had 20 points. Gage, Russell Gage at 23. It was, it was amazing. I mean, it's just, is so, and I'm, I have not stopped the trolling since like Monday night when it was clear that I was going to win. Um, oh yeah. He had Julio who also no showed, which was he's on. Yeah. He's on my team. He's no show. That's I like, mean, this it, isn't even a fantasy thing. That's a, as a Titans fan thing. He's been a no show this season. He's been, he's, he's just washed. I, I just, he's, he has, he hasn't even caught a touchdown yet this season, Caleb. No, he hasn't. He has no show. That's horrendous. That's like Allen Robinson levels. And Allen Robinson has somehow been on my fantasy roster all season, even though I haven't started him since. That's man. That is a name that nobody's talked about this season. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how just washed he got all of a sudden. I mean, the granted they stopped throwing him the ball and his QBs are terrible, but are, are, is Justin Fields really any better or worse than Mitchell Trubisky? Is he really like that? I much mean, worse? like now, maybe not, yeah. but you would hope to see development. Yeah. I just mean like in terms of, of turn QB play for a Rob, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, Brady no showed. It was just, it was a tough game uh, for the bucks. Just everything that went wrong did go wrong. I mean, Bruce Arians didn't coach well at all. I mean, did not be able to replace Obviously, he lost like the three cornerstones of his offense, not named Thomas R. Brady, but he still really just wasn't showing up. And I mean, he's he's done a great job on that defensive side of the ball with no secondary, because um, I mean they only gave up nine points; they just didn't score. So, you know, it's a tough game. Uh, imagine now, giving imagine more points and losing. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's tough to only give up nine, but yeah. Okay, now we move two games on Monday. Raiders, Browns, sixteen points to the Raiders, fourteen points to the Browns, and boy, oh boy, Daniel Carlson is never gonna have to buy a drink in the city of Cincinnati ever again. A really tough loss for the Browns. Nick Mullins almost led the comeback. Not much I'd say about this one, other than I mean the, the Raiders is not dead yet. Somehow they're winning games in December, um, and I don't like it. But ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're they're not mathematically dead, but I'd still consider them dead. I mean, they have the Broncos and the Colts and the Chargers. You probably win one of those games. Probably. 
Um, so meanwhile, the, the Browns just can't seem to catch a break. Tack McKinley is going to be out for the year. He ruptured his Achilles. It's not an easy schedule for Cleveland. They have the Packers no. on the road on Christmas in the snow. That's going to be a really tough one to win. The Steelers That's on the road in December is always hard. And then they have the Bengals at home. Their easiest game is the Bengals at home, who currently are favored to win the division and are two and a half point favorites against the Ravens. So it's just, it's tough for both these teams. Ultimately, I don't think either of them is going to end up making the playoffs. But Caleb, what do you think about this one? Um, this is, yeah. Um, this is definitely kind of the Browns. I already talked about the one scenario where they could make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that scenario, it's the only scenario. So it's not super likely that's gonna, that that's going to happen. But um, I mean, that's just tough. Um, you probably would have won if everybody was healthy. Um, oh yeah, they would have destroyed everybody was healthy. But yeah, everybody so, wasn't. So, so you gotta you gotta look at that. But um, it's tough to have your playoff chance pretty much dwindle because of that. Um, but I guess I mean they they still had an opportunity to win. They let Derek Carr just walk down the field quickly last drive to get into field goal range. So I mean that's that's on the defense. So. I don't know, but this this was this was an ugly game. But yeah, Browns not a mm, little bit of a shot waiters despite this win. Um, we still we still done. I mean, unless they went out, I don't really see that. I think I don't think they can be the Colts or the yeah. Chargers. I, yeah. I don't know being in one of those. So they were, they were pretty much done. But this nice win, they've won more uh, games post Thanksgiving than I think anybody thought they would. So congratulations on that. Good for them. Um, and yeah. You know, good good luck on your on your coaching search this offseason, and we'll see you next year. Pretty much. Um, that's kind of how it's going for the Raiders. Now, Vikings Bears, speaking of done, the Bears are officially out. The Vikings just clawing back in that NFC playoff race. Justin Fields, I just feel so bad for him, man. He's got no help. He's just running around um like just crazy every night. I mean, Kirk Cousins had really not a good game. He only completed 12 passes. Uh, through two, two touchdowns, interception, 87 yards only. Um, Dalvin Cook carried the ball 28 times and only got 89 yards. Really, I don't think either team played too bad, like didn't play too great or too poorly. It just was ultimately um, just some some blunders by the Bears that, that lost in this game. But I thought Fields played pretty well. Um, I think he's he's been – he hasn't been the worst rookie quarterback so far. And he's honestly – is it too much to say he's been the second best first round rookie so far? Cause he's not been the second best overall rookie. Cause Mills has been better than him, but is it, I feel like he's been the second best first round rookie so far behind Mac Jones. I, I think that's, that's not crazy. I guess that's not a big bar to clear, but yeah, that's definitely something um, he's been doing Vikings. Meanwhile, uh, 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 staying alive. Um, their schedule coming up Packers and then the bears again. So if they can beat the bears again, that's eight wins. But they got to play the Rams too, so I really think they're out of the playoff hunt at this point. But that's just me, Caleb. Uh, do you think both these coaches are gone in the off season, or is one of them gone? Neither of them gone. What do you think? I don't know. So it's it's weird. So basically, um, there's kind of a weird thing. Well, it's not weird, but so basically, at this point, Iowa State fans are really pro Matt Nagy. Yeah, like there's gifts and everything. Like Matt Nagy, another great play call. It's a whole yeah. Thing. There's like gifts all over the internet for it because of the, the whole thing. They could hire Ryan Day and then Matt Kim will go to Ohio State, but whatever. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think Matt Nagy's definitely gone. We know that. I mean, just, I mean, there's so much smoke at this point that there has to be a fire. 
So yeah. I think he's done. Mike Zimmer is the interesting one. I think that's really could go either way. Um, if they make the playoffs, I think he's good. If they miss it, which they probably will, I think it'll be a really close call because I still think he's a pretty good coach, and I absolutely think he would get a second chance somewhere if he got fired. But um, I, I don't know. The, the Vikings overall have been a pretty consistent not one of the top franchises, but in terms of winning percentage, they've been one of the more consistent uh, franchises over the past decade. So I I don't know. I think it could go either way. But Vikings, you got it. I mean, you, you're punching. You're kicking yourself. You're punching and kicking yourself over that Lions game. Because if you beat the yeah. Lions, if you just want to stop the Lions mm-hmm. on the very last play of the game, you'd be eight and six and probably in the playoffs if you can just beat the Bears again. So I don't know. That's that's got to sting, but mm-hmm. that's just that's just how it is, you know. It's a game of inches, and uh, I don't know. But I think, I mean, did you see? Side note: I know they won. Did you see that Kirk Cousins pass? That was like there's nobody there. Oh yeah, that was people. horrendous. And he's like, Justin, what are you doing? I'm like, dude. I mean, even if Justin Jefferson ran the streak on that, he still overthrew him by a good twenty yards. It's bad. Mm-hmm. This is an ugly game. Both the games on Monday were ugly. They were bad. They were really bad. But, but yeah, hey, at least the ones on Tuesday weren't as ugly. Washington visiting the Eagles, and uh, man, just fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Some somebody here said they wouldn't win. Uh, what was it? What was their over under? Was I don't know. I, I don't know. Their over under was the agreement was over under 7.5. Oh, so we're loving life. Let's go, Eagles. Seven I haven't and seven. lost yet. They could lose out. They could They're not lose out. out. They They're could not lose out. out. They're not losing out. They're nine and a half points favorites against this Giants team, Caleb. There's no way they lose. You're going to go um, let up Jake Fromm. It's gonna <laughs> yeah, Jake Fromm's going to go vintage college boat and just hand it off to his talented running back the whole time. Um, but, yeah, uh, Eagles beat Washington. Eagles now 7-7, seven, seven, Washington now 6-8. and eight. I think this one is essentially an elimination game, and it's just tough. COVID hit Washington at the worst time because now they're, like, kind of out. Yes, they have three divisional games left. Um, so, like, I mean, it's not impossible, but it's just tough. They play the Eagles uh, again. They play the Giants. They play the Cowboys. So it's just, I mean, Heineke was just playing so well. I feel bad that he can't be, he can't keep him alive. Garrett Gilbert. I mean, considering they signed him off the street a week ago, didn't play horrendously, but ultimately it was just the Eagles playing well. They were imposing their will on the run game. Um, Dallas Goddard had a fantastic afternoon or even evening for that matter. Hertz really, I think responded well to an early fumble that was his fault an interception that wasn't Miles Sanders had 131 yards on 18 carries and the defense played exceptionally well for the Eagles. It's all coming together for Philadelphia. Caleb, are you, is it time to believe? Is it time to believe Caleb? Please tell me it's time to believe. Well, I think we, we talked about this in the NFC. If you can get to nine wins, you have to feel good. You're probably in. Mm-hmm. So I think if they can win two more, they've got the Giants, Washington, again, and the and the Cowboys. If you can win two of those, which I think you can, I think you'll beat the Giants. Admittedly, um, I don't know if you beat Washington again though, because it was, you know, kind of close with Washington having all the, the COVID problems. So I don't know if you can beat them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Cowboys, I don't know if you can beat them. So I think it's it's gonna be tough. But um, you, like you say a lot, and and that's the point. That's the goal. Um, they were very much in, in the playoff race, which is I never, ever would have guessed that the Eagles would be in the playoff race on Christmas in any capacity. So I got to give credit. Honest, I'm dead serious. I don't give the Eagles a lot of credit here. I'm, I'm dead serious. If the Eagles make the playoffs, I would give Nick Sirianni coach of the year. I'm dead serious. 
You really I don't did. like their roster that much? Yeah, no, I I thought they were I thought they were gonna be two. I thought I thought this was bad. I thought there's panic code red. Yeah. But credit, well, no, credit for them. So yeah, I don't know. Washington it was tough. They they're pretty much done now. But Eagles, I, I'll admit I was wrong. They're better than I thought, and they are uh, they're still alive. That's what we love to see. We love to see some some Eagles love from, from Caleb. But uh speaking of love. The Rams getting that love from the refs because DJ Dallas furious basically costs the Seahawks the game with a late penalty, but ultimately a pass interference not called on a potential rallying Seahawks drive and the Rams win 20 to 10 Seahawks are completely dead. I mean, if they weren't already, they are now Rams 10 and four, all of a sudden, all of a sudden don't look now the Rams are on the are on the Cardinals heels for this division. Um, so should be uh should be a pretty good a pretty good finish for LA if they want to capture the division probably I think if they win the division in the West they'll probably end up being the two seed just probably um, but we'll have to see so what'd you make of this game Caleb Yeah um this is this was pretty much how expected Rams um for it was, it was weird because for the Browns in Washington the games getting delayed ended up not helping at all but for the Rams it did end up helping. Um, yeah, they got they got quite a bit of a starters back um, that they wouldn't have had if it would have been Sunday. So I think that that that's that's good for them. Um, like you said, Seahawks are officially dead. They've been pretty much dead for a while now. Now they're officially 100 percent dead. Um, and I think that uh, the Rams, like you said, they're now tied with the Cardinals 10 and four. Technically, right now, the Cardinals have a tiebreaker. So I guess. Uh, the city of Los Angeles is going to be huge Cowboy fans when the Cardinals uh, face the Cowboys as well as Colts fans. Um, I think the Rams probably went out, and I think the Cardinals – I don't know. I don't think the Cardinals go 2-0 and in Cowboys-Colts. I think they probably go 1-1. and Yeah, they, they probably so, don't go 2-0 in that, yeah. So, honestly, you're looking at Rams have a very good shot to win the division. Um, my NFC pick, they were my, my Super Bowl, Super Bowl team. So I think I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling better about that than I was probably three weeks ago. But um, yeah, I mean, this, like I said, this pretty much went how I expected it. Russell Wilson, another tough game. Um, it was, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have no idea what's going to go on there. I think, I think Seattle should blow it up. Yeah, I, I agree. They, um, they need to get picks because they still. The Jets have their first round pick again this year. The Jets and, and the Giants might both have top ten draft picks, like two yeah. top ten draft picks. That's yeah, just both yeah, both of yeah, both of them probably have two top ten. But um, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's it, what's interesting is there are. I didn't really consider. I didn't think the chance of Russell Wilson leaving was too much, but there's like a lot of reporters saying they really think he's going to be gone. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. That'd be really interesting um, to see. But right now, they're just – I don't know what you do there. They're kind of – at this point, they're in, they're, they're in NFL. They're in purgatory. They're not terrible enough to get a bunch of, you know, top five picks. But they're, they're not they're not a playoff team. So, I don't know. But good job, Williams. They're back in it. And they might just make the Super Bowl. Don't look now. Yeah. Hey, this NFC is going to be a, a really good playoff game, a really good playoff race. But now we move to uh, to to the Christmas part, the happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen, because the best part about Christmas, spending time with your family, sure, yeah, that's fine. Good food, sure, yeah, fine. 
snowball fights. Well, we don't get snow in Pennsylvania. Uh, at least we don't get snow in Philadelphia. And I'm just going to start crying as I transition segments. But uh, that, that's cool, too, when it happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really the best part about Christmas is the presents. I mean, I think that's a, that's a basically a child's view on it. And uh, I'm pretty close to a child. But, really, it's, uh, it's always fun to wake up Christmas morning, be like, oh, my God, it's Christmas. And you look under the tree, you got all these boxes. And I think a lot of NFL teams kind of wish that they could have that same experience. They could wake up. They could be like, I really wanted this this year. And they could look under the tree and the, their wildest dreams will come to. So Caleb and I are going to count down um, 32 to one each NFL team. I'm taking all the NFC teams. Caleb's taking all the AFC teams. We're going to reveal one thing. I think they really wish they could just see under the tree on Christmas day. We'll start in the AFC. We'll start last place in the AFC 16th, in the AFC Caleb. What does Jacksonville want for Christmas this year? Oh, they, man, if Jacksonville, if they were writing a letter to Santa, they would be, they would be so much. Uh, there would be, be a so lot. much on that list. But they can get one thing at one, you know, how every year, I think every, I don't know, I don't think that's just me. Like every year, it was like one thing that was clearly the main thing, top thing on your yeah. list. Yeah. So I think that uh, the, the main thing, uh, we already touched on this earlier. I think it's just a coach yeah. that can, uh, developed Trevor Lawrence into the type of quarterback that everyone thought he could be. Um, was seen as a generational prospect by pretty much everybody. So I think you just you you look under that tree and it's like I don't know. I don't know when you wake up, go down the stairs. Who's the guy sitting under the tree? Is it Brian Dable? Is it Eric Bieniemy? Is it Brian Leftwich? I don't know. But the the hope is that they they go down and oh my goodness, look at that! It's an offensive coordinator under the tree. Yep. Uh, that's probably what the, the Giants would be hoping for for Christmas Day. The Lions, last place in the NFC, I think they have a little bit, uh, just a little bit different um, of, of a hope and a wish. And, you know, I think this is something of I'm playing Santa. I, I'm, I'm giving the Lions this. I think this is a gift they've earned and a gift they deserve. And, man, it's, it's that number one overall pick. I mean, I, I know the number one overall pick is usually reflective of who's the worst team in the league. And that's not the Lions this year. But, I mean, who just doesn't love Dan Campbell, man? They've been fighting so hard. They've been scrapping all year. They could very easily have, like, six wins right now. It's crazy. Um, they've, they've had a lot of just really close, gut-wrenching losses. I think we've seen Campbell cry more than he smiled, which, I mean, Detroit will do that to you. But, really, I just I think this team deserves an overall, overall pick. I think they deserve hometown kid Aiden Hutchinson lining up for him uh, on Sundays. And just, I just, that's just something they deserve. That's, that's something they've, they've been a good boy. They've been a good, a good team all year. And they, and they deserve the number one overall pick. Now, 15th place in the AFC is the drum roll, please. It's the New York Jets. Well, well, well. Actually, no, it's not. According to tiebreakers, it's the Texans. So the Jets live to survive another day. Caleb, what do the Texans want for Christmas? Mm, I kind of like the Jags. There's a lot of things that they could, uh, they could want. There's a lot of different directions I can go with this, but I think if you are the Texans, mm -hmm. you ask for one thing, mm -hmm. and um, it's pretty simple here. You know, this is an organization that wants to rebuild. Mm -hmm. They want to get a lot of picks. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you, you ask, I think uh, the gift is they want a team to bite and give them a bunch of first round picks for Deshaun Watson. I yep. think that's what they would want at this point. They're saying, I just want, can somebody, we have somebody, can you just somebody please give us first round picks? So I think that would be great for them if, if somebody 
could, uh, you know, finally bite the bullet and just give them a bunch of first round picks for Deshaun Watson, Dolphins, somebody like that. I think that would really um, restart this, really get this uh, show on the road, this rebuild on the road, um, which is pretty much all they, they would want at this point. So I think that's what they want. They want extra first round picks in return for Deshaun Watson. Yep. That's uh, that makes sense. That's something I could see the uh, Texans wanting for Christmas, but now they at a 15th place team in the NFC. It's everybody's favorite Chicago bears. Shockingly, only two teams have been eliminated in the NFC from the playoff race. It's been four in the AFC. Sorry. It's badly taken that back. It's been three in the AFC. Um, it's been two in the NFC, despite the fact that the giants only have four wins, but now here's the bears. And when I think of the bears, I think of one man and I think of one man only. And I think of Justin Fields and I think what Justin Fields and what the bears would really want for Christmas it's just some damn help. Like Justin Fields, it just has no help. I mean, Allen Robinson is supposed to be his Pro Bowl receiver, done nothing all year. Darren Mooney's been great, but he can't block for him. I mean, it feels like every every week Fields is just taking a hit after a hit he's run for his life. I think Justin Fields would love to just wake up, run downstairs, look under his beautiful Chicago, beautiful Chicago Christmas tree, and just see, oh my God, it's Quentin Nelson Cologne. Right. And look at that. I, I have a center now. Oh, my God. Jason Peters doesn't have to be my left tackle at 40 years of age. I mean, even though Peters isn't that bad, he's still 40 years old. So I just think that's what that's what Fields really love um, on December 25th. So, Caleb, for the Jets, what have you given to your favorite your favorite son, Zach Wilson? Um, there is uh, this another one. The, the, the bottom of the AFC, the middle of the AFC is good, but the bottom of the AFC is rough. Yeah. So again, this another team. So much they could want for, but um, I'm pretty much gonna gonna steal what you did for the Bears. I think it would be great if the Jets come down Christmas morning, look under the tree, and they have a, a great offensive lineman. I think that would be get a great left tackle to protect, protect the blind side of Zach Wilson. I think that would be pretty much all they want. Sack six times versus the Dolphins. That's just not gonna not gonna get you anywhere. So. I think uh, that's just what they want. I mean, offensive line has just not been good this year, so I think they could uh, – I mean, that can be said for a lot of the young quarterbacks. Um, once you get a young quarterback, you want to protect them. So I think mm-hmm. you uh, you look at that and you say, hey, can we just have a great offensive lineman, a great left tackle? Let's do that. And that's what, the, that's what the Jets get for Christmas. Yep, that's probably what they would love for Christmas, I think, if you ask me. But now I mentioned them, the, the Giants, man, this New York team. And I think their Christmas wish revolves around another team. And that, that other team is the Bears, because I think the Giants would love. This is one of the deepest non-QB draft classes in years. I mean, granted, the QB is pretty bad, but I think people are just uh, underrating this draft class just because there hasn't really one great QB. I think they would really love two top five picks. I think they would really love for the Bears to just lose out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Giants can get two top five picks, they would just be loving life. They'd be set up for the future. And while I don't really know if they trust Dave Gettleman to make those picks, I can only give them one thing, and I think that would be two top five picks for the New York Giants for Christmas. So, Caleb, now the Denver Broncos, seven and seven, but fourth to last. Actually, I'm sorry, third to last. I'm sorry, fourth to last in the AFC. Uh, what do they want for Christmas? Mm, this is this is a pretty easy one. I think we all know where this is going. Yeah. The, the Broncos would love to wake up and not see anything under the tree immediately. Mm-hmm. But what they would like to see is they would like to go well, they they come down for Christmas. They're a little disappointed. They don't see anything in the tree, but then the phone rings. Yep. Phone ring. But then, and they and they pick it up, and it is the Packers saying they have granted Aaron Rodgers' request, 
and they uh, would like and they were interested in a deal to send him to the Broncos. I think that is that is what they would like. That that was the talk um, when when it was not looking good. His future in Green Bay looking really bleak around like July. Um, the the Broncos were the favorites to to land him if they were to trade him. So I think that the Broncos are very much in the running for him. Obviously, quarterback needy. So and they have a pretty good roster. Um, they they don't have a lot of needs like a lot of the other teams that need a quarterback. They're in, they're in a better position than the other quarterback needy teams. So I think that would be great for the Broncos. Just a, a simple phone call from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I think is what they would like to see. Yep. The Broncos were certainly love a franchise option, especially when they could deliver them a win now. And the NFC, what team in the NFC wants a franchise option? Well, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked. And ultimately, I think a team that wants a franchise option is the Carolina Panthers. They're mm-hmm. sitting at five and nine. They don't have a lot of stuff going for them right now. Um, but I think one gift I think the Panthers would love, and while, yes, Deshaun Watson is great, I think it would be to land the number one QB in the draft class without having to trade up. I think it would be Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Malik Wills, whoever you think is number one. Most people think it's Kenny Pickett at this point. Whoever they think is number one to drop to them at probably pick seven where where they will sit. Um, And and just to really just take a swing on on their franchise guy. They didn't last year. They picked J.B. Horn. That's not looking like a bad decision, obviously. I mean, it took him out of playoff contention for this year. But Horn has been a very good player. And I think what they would really love would be their franchise guy just falling into their laps. They don't have to give up any draft capital. They don't have to give up their whole future just for Deshaun Watson. But no, Sam Howell, local kid, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, you name it, they have it. And now uh, the Panthers would like a quarterback. Please and thank you. And the AFC, Caleb, Cleveland, they do have a quarterback, but what would they want that's not a quarterback? Mm. Uh, This is uh, the Cleveland Browns. This is a very interesting one. We uh, don't have a great relationship with with them and their quarter and their quarterback room, to say the least. That's, but that's I think true. I think if we are giving the Cleveland Browns a present, it's a very simple present. Okay, it's it's very simple. They would like stability for Christmas. Yeah, I think they want. You know, last season was fantastic. Right, eleven and five. You make the playoffs. You win a playoff game against your division rival. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. That's the most joy Browns fans have felt in forever. But it, it was a little bit of a down split. I think we both had them like 11 and 6-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah, um, So I just think that they've been uh, a little disappointed, a little back back down to earth. Um, and I think that uh, they Browns fans don't want to see that. So I think they just want to see – um, whether that's to give Baker an extension and then him play worthy to that extension or for them to go find somebody else. I think they just want to find a quarterback that can be their quarterback for the long term, find a coach that can be their coach for the long term. They just want stability and they just want to be able to be not even a Super Bowl team every year, just like a, a playoff caliber team every year because they, they deserve it after all their years of misery. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a nice thing. It's kind of a, it's a hard, it's, it's hard thing to give somebody um, as a material gift, but stability is something that a lot might wish for. Now uh, I, I move to the next team, the same record as the Panthers. We just touched on them, the Seattle Seahawks. They, they have, they're in a little bit of a tough spot. They have a lot of questions. Um, and I think they would like one of two things for Christmas. They, they really just, they need a decision. They need decisiveness. Um, 
And I think at this point, given how they are, given the fact they have no capital, I think they would like Russell Wilson to get them three first round picks. It's just, it's very similar to the Sean Watson Houston situation. Yeah. Um, except Houston does have a little bit of capital. Uh, Seattle has little to no uh, capital. Um, so I think they would really just love some some future they would love some future from russell wilson who's done his best to give seattle a super Bowl, which he's done successfully and they would just like to rebuild for the future they want dk to stay there but ultimately i don't think wilson's future is in seattle anymore so they like to get three first round picks for him and take a swing at an next quarterback in the draft so caleb it's up to bat for you in the afc who's next and what do they want uh that's okay we're going to record up next is the Miami Dolphins. You know, they've been a big supporter of the Miami Dolphins on a six-game winning streak after going on a seven-game losing streak. Man, that, that's insane. I don't. I bet no team in NFL history went on a seven-game losing streak and a six-game winning streak in the same year. That's that's crazy. It is pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, so that is that is what they, they're at, and I think, this is pretty similar to the Cleveland Browns. I think if you're Miami, you want one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. You want Tua to be the guy. Yeah. You want, because this is a – they have not – they've just not got a quarterback. They had – it was obviously since – really since Dan Marino, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they had Tannehill for a while, but in Miami wasn't great. Um, they even had Jake Cutler for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's really just been a revolving door of not really franchise guys. So that's all they want. They just want to finally find that successor to Dan Marino, a quarterback that can lead them far in the playoffs. They thought they had it in Tua. Maybe they do. He's been playing better lately. That's all they want. They want Tua to take that next leap and be the long-term answer at quarterback. Long-term answers, I think, are a lot of things teams – We'll be wishing for around this Christmas time, this next team, they really want a long-term answer, but they don't really need it necessarily at the quarter acquisition. They've shown they're pretty good at just keeping games pretty competitive this year. The Atlanta Falcons is the team I'm speaking about. I think they want O-line help because if you give this team a, a league average O-line, they probably have a few more wins in their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably do. And that makes them a lot closer to the playoffs. So while Matt Ryan is not what he once was, he's still playing pretty well given his age. Pitts is good. Ridley uh, has been taking a step back for his mental health, but Russell Gage has stepped up massively in his place. The defense is a little better than I think people anticipated, but really it's the O-line that's the problem. So I think if you're the Falcons, you want some O-line help, both for this year to maybe make a push to the playoffs and for next year uh, and for years down the line. Now, Caleb, AFC, who's in effect? All right, Vegas. I know, I know Vegas needs a lot of things, and I think I know what Vegas wants, but tell the people, Caleb, what do you think Vegas wants for Christmas? I think there's a lot of directions you could go. Despite them being seven and seven, it feels like they have a lot of needs. Yeah. They currently don't have a permanent head coach. They are weak at, you know, receiving group, offensive line, uh, mm-hmm. secondary is not great. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of directions you could go here. But I think there's just, honestly, I'm just going to be really simple with this one. Mm-hmm. I think you just want to find that coach that yeah. can get you and you know, that can be a coach for the long haul. Yeah. I think that it's something that we have seen in the NFL is invaluable. When you get that guy that just, it's, it's a franchise changer. Ask the Patriots app, ask the chiefs, even ask somebody like the Rams. 
I think that's, that is just so, or the Saints, I think that's just so crucial to have, and they've just not been able to get that. Derek Carl has not been able to have a coach that he is just like, that is his guy. Um, and I've, I've, I've said this before, I think Derek Carr is underrated. I think if he was in a great situation, I think he would be a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think they just need to find a coach that can be their long-term answer and uh, just be notorious, kind of like, you know, just one of these young, offensive, smart guys like uh, McVay, Shanahan. Find one of those for yourself. Um, finally get Derek Carr, that great offensive coach, and I think you'd see amazing things. I agree. Um, I think that's something the Raiders would like. And now in the NFC, we have the football team, Washington, stepping up to bat. Now, I think Washington, there's a lot of directions you can go with this. But ultimately, I'm going to say I think what Washington wants, it's something you can't really get in a material fashion, but it's clarity. It's just the clarity of direction. Um, Dan Snyder, I think, is like a lot. You ask all the other NFL owners, they'll probably – say Dan Snyder's the worst in the league. I think you'll probably get a lot of people say that. Yeah. So they'd love some long-term clarity. They'd love some clarity. Um, I think Ron Rivera's given them great clarity at head coach. They'd love some clarity on, on what their defense really is because a lot of people thought it was going to be great this year, but then it was pretty bad. Chase Young um, is hurt. But most of all, I think they want clarity at the quarterback position because they've been looking for a quarterback. I, for I'm mean, really since RG3 blew out his ACL, I think they've been looking for a good quarterback. Um, they really haven't had that one. I mean, they had Kirk uh, Cousins for a few years, but honestly, they didn't pay him because they didn't like that um, enough. And now they have Taylor Heineke who's playing some of the best ball of his career, but he's just just got COVID. Um, so if they wanted to make a playoff push, I think they would have wished for some health from him. But unfortunately, they lost to the Eagles. So at this point, uh, I don't think there's much of a playoff push to be had. But I think they would love some clarity. If Heineke can come in and like light the world on fire, then you know he's your guy. Um, but the worst thing Heineke could do is come in and throw just as many interceptions as touchdowns, but make it a lot of both. That would be pretty bad. So that's, I think, what the Panthers want for the holiday. Now, Caleb, sorry, not the Panthers. That's what the football team wants for the holiday. Now, Caleb, next up in the AFC, who are they and what do they want for the holiday? Next up, we're going by the standings. Next up, step up. Here's your gift, the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. The team, nice. very interesting. Eight and six, little been a little disappointing, but they've been beat up. I think this is something it's gotten a little bit better this year, but I think it's something you would really like to see. Let's show it. Ravens, they would like an elite receiver. I Ooh, think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, great tight end, probably fourth ish best tight end in the league, somewhere around there. Um, so he's great, but to have an elite receiver would be something that uh, would be great to have a, a, a just a deep threat that would be like, okay. Lamar, if he leaves the pocket, runs, the you know the defense has to worry about Lamar running and has to worry about the elite receiver um, on the other side. So I think that that would be something that would add a whole new dynamic to that offense that would make them very deadly. They've been looking for it for a while now. Um, they've drafted a couple pretty good receivers in the first round, um, but they, they still have not been able to find that. Uh, benchmark uh, number one clear receiver. So I think that would be fantastic for this Ravens offense. Indeed it would. It would really put them over the top, I think, and that's no surprise that they want it for Christmas. On the NFC side, we move now to the Saints of New Orleans. A lot of people, um, I think, are in the the market and are in the desire for a QB. But what the Saints want is something that's hard to do, um, and that would be salary cap rules eliminated. Woohoo, they're 60 million over the cap. 
So that's kind of hard to do. Um, but if we're conjuring up some magic, I would actually not eliminate salary cap rules for them. I would give them prime Michael Thomas back. I know this is a little bit of a controversial one, but I think secretly deep down, this is what they want. I mean, they obviously have a lot of questions about the quarterback position, but Taysom Hill hasn't been playing too bad. They just don't have any weapons besides Kamara. I mean, when Kamara was missing time as he was earlier this year, they just didn't look good at all. So to get prime Michael Thomas, I know he was slant boy, but he's still pretty good. To get him back would be huge for them. And I think that's really what they would love to be under the Christmas tree on December 25th. So Caleb, next up for you, the Buffalo Bills is an intriguing one. What do you think the Bills would like for Christmas? Um, I think that uh, this is a, a pretty clear one. At this point, you look at what they can do. You look at how dynamic their quarterback is, how dynamic their offense can be when it's having a good day. Um, and their defense has been pretty good too. You are looking for pretty simple and elite running back. Um, we, we talk about this running back, maybe not the most valuable position in the league, but we've seen it time and time again. Being able to have a key running element is very important come playoff time. So I think I don't even think they would need to have, you know, a top three, five running back to, to be great. I think even if you just put somebody like Aaron Jones in, in that Buffalo Bills offense, I think that would make their offense unstoppable. I think it would be fantastic. I think Absolutely. it would be – just it would make them so hard to defend. So I think that uh, that's pretty clear. I I mean, it would just really put them over the top. So I think an elite running back would be the perfect thing for the Buffalo Bills. Yep, um, I would agree with that. I think the Buffalo Bills have that warning threat in Josh Allen, but they would really love a running back. So now on the NFC side, we move from the Saints. To the Eagles, uh, I, I'm a I'm an Eagles guy. I'm from Philadelphia, so I think I would I would know what the Eagles want most. Um, and the Eagles also want clarity. I think a little bit similar to the to the Washington football team. But what they really would love would be a Jalen Hurts led playoff run. I mean, I know that's an obvious one, but it's really important for them. It would be so important in so many ways. Um, I think we're looking at a reality where Jason Kelsey, longtime team captain, longtime center, is probably going to retire after this season. Um, a lot of Philadelphia's key contributing factors are either going to be free agents in this upcoming offseason or the one after that, or they're old enough to contemplate retirement. And so it'd be really awesome for them to have a one last dance kind of run with the new guard at QB and Jalen Hurts. And would also give Eagles and Jeffrey Lurie um, a good idea that they don't really need a quarterback and then they can spend their three first round picks. They're going to get three first round picks, man. They're a playoff team. They're going to have three first round picks next year that they can get their three first round picks and they can spend it. Uh, they can spend it on. Some defensive players, maybe a weapon or two for Hurts, but ultimately a non-QB position. So I think that's what the Eagles really love out of this year and uh, and out of this Christmas. And the AFC, Caleb, next up for you is the Chargers, another 8-6 and six team. There's about 15 of those in the AFC. Chargers have a lot of uh, wants and needs, some more obvious than others. Where do you think they would go for for the Christmas list? Um, I think this is a, this is a team that it, they finally got something this year that a lot of teams ask for, and that's clarity. They have their yep. quarterback of the future. They have a coach that seems to be pretty good. They improve their offensive line. They did what they needed to do. It, so they, they got something that's, that's valuable in clarity. So I think if you're the Chargers, you ask for one thing, and I think that is just – it's tough ask, but I think you just want better luck. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a franchise that has been pretty close. Uh, bad special teams, bad kicking, um, and just uh, they just uh, they have fallen. 
just short so many times always been the second daily team um in their area you know actually even you know both the Rams and even the Raiders are more popular in Los Angeles than the Chargers so I think that is just um something they could if they could get if they could maybe I really think Justin Herbert could be a new chapter of this franchise they're turning the corner but I know the few Chargers fans that exist probably aren't convinced yet and they just want to see it with their own eyes so I think just you know, a couple, a couple dice to roll their way, for one, yeah, would be very nice for the Chargers. That would be great. Um, I think for LA, just to get a kind of a better draw, sometimes a better, a better crumble of the cookie. But now next up, another seven to seven team in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. I know they probably will have a white Christmas up in Minnesota because they seem like they always do. Caleb, you would probably know better than I would, considering you're the Midwest guy here. But I think what they would really like, I think there's a lot of directions you can go with here. I was contemplating writing down Kellen Mond to be the long-term answer. But ultimately, I think they just want Zimmer gone. Um, I think Vikings fans everywhere went Zimmer gone. I love Mike Zimmer. Um, I think he's great. He really helped the Bengals defense for many years. But it's clear that he's kind of worn out his welcome um, in Minnesota. And they're just, they're they're scrapping around. He's always going to keep him competitive. But they just really need a, a new direction in that organization right now. And maybe next year they won't even, like, not next year, maybe the year after next year, they won't even have Kirk Cousins or Mike Zimmer. Maybe that's even a possibility. But ultimately, I think they just they just want Mike Zimmer not in the building anymore, and that's probably what they'd like for Christmas. Um, I don't know if they will openly admit they'd like to do that. I know a lot of Vikings fans will, but really I just think the organization would be in a better run long-term if they got rid of Zimmer. Now, Caleb, next up for you, the Indianapolis Colts. know a lot about them, division rival. What do you think they'd be looking for on Christmas Day? Um, I would like to give them coal, but we're not going to do that. We're going to be nice to the, the foes of my team. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think, um, I think this is pretty simple. Actually, I think this is simple. I think they want all they want for Christmas is for Jonathan Taylor to have a long, healthy career for running back. Yep. I think just avoid injuries, avoid that being one of those running backs that fizzle out very quickly. I think if they can get Jonathan Taylor for a, long, for, for a handful more years at a very elite level, um, I think that could be just, just fantastic for them. Uh, quarterback, we thought about that. I almost said they just want Wentz to not make left-handed uh, 360 throws. I almost said that one, but. A shockingly hard thing to have with Carson, but yeah. Yeah, you think that would not be – that would be something Santa could say, you know, I can do that with Carson Wentz. You never know. So I think that – yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor, clearly we talked about it once they really kind of handed him the keys to the offense. They That's when they took off, and they, mm-hmm. they have been one of the hottest teams in the league since they've done so. So I think they just want him to continue on his great streak for, for many more years, I think that would make them very happy. Absolutely. I think that would give uh, the Colts a wonderful Christmas. Now, for the San Francisco 49ers, the only 8-6 and six team in the NFC, what do they want exactly? I think there's another long-term QB-related thing, but I think they would love to recreate the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes passing of the torch between their very own mm-hmm. Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. They drafted Lance with Garoppolo in the building. They said they weren't going to trade him and let him play out a season. He's played pretty well this year, I must admit, considering I don't really love Garoppolo very much. Um, I, I have to give him credit where it's due. 
He's played pretty well this season. And I think if he increases trade value by the end of the year, that'd be even better. Um, but ultimately it's clear that Trey Lance is the answer and he's the long-term guy for this team and for this organization. So I think what Shanahan and York and the whole just San Francisco 49ers organization would love would be a, a nice a playoff win maybe out of Jimmy G this year and then him to pass the torch to the next great Niners QB um, of Trey Lance, who will then lead them to Super Bowls and MVPs, just like Mahomes did for the Chiefs. Now, Caleb, I'm intrigued to see which direction you go over this one because it's my favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals, sitting at eight and six. What do you think they want for Christmas, Caleb? I think the Bengals, it's been tough. They've had many tough Christmases. And this is true. This is very true. You know, a lot of Christmases of despair. You know, <laughs> usually they, they're already eliminated from playoff contention at this time. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, a little bit different feeling in the air. You think you got your, your franchise quarterback. You got good weapons for him. Uh, you, you've been exceeded expectations this year. The feeling in the air is a little bit different in Cincinnati this year. Really, is a little bit nicer. But I think it's it's very simple. I think we all know where I'm going with this. Yes. And it is a it's a simple, it's the very cop out answer. It's the easy answer, but a good offensive line to protect your franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow. It's the easy answer. It's the answer everybody would say. I know it's the answer everyone would say. I'm not that creative, but it is it's just the truth. Um, you finally have a guy. I don't really think Burrow's ever gonna be like a top five quarterback in this league. But he's definitely going to be good enough to take you on a deep run if you have a nice supporting cast. And at this point, that's what they're building. Defense is pretty nice. Obviously, receiving core is very good. So I think if you can protect him, but a good old line behind him that protects him from further injury, I think that would be really all Bengals fans would want to just know we have a great old line protecting Joe Burrow would, would warm their heart and settle themselves before they go to sleep. Indeed, it would. Um, if the if the Bengals had Quentin Nelson, I would just, I wouldn't, I would sleep soundly at night. That is certainly true. On the NFC side of things, we're looking at a team. Uh, not we're out of the eight of eight and six NFC teams because that was quick because it always is. But the LA Rams, ten and four. I think what they really want is a divisional title. That's what they would love for Christmas, and they'd love to give Matthew Stafford his best chance at a playoff win in his career, which feels crazy to say. They have a good coach, a good roster, and a strong QB. Um, and this is really Sean McVay's team at this point. So what they would love would be a home playoff game, a divisional title, um, and to really head into January with tons of momentum. I know this is probably kind of easy, pop-out-y answer, sort of answer, but I think it's what the Rams would like um, because they really have a lot of stuff going for them right now. Um, Odell is back. Uh, to Not back, back, but Odell's in pretty good form. Cooper Cup's playing exceptionally well, so it's not really much they can ask for on the offensive side. On the defensive side, they have probably two of the four best defensive players in football, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so really, I think what they want is is some is kind of pay, a little bit of payoff here, uh, a nice uh, an, a showing of how far they've come from the Jeff Fisher days and and winning something in January and then maybe in February if they're lucky. All right, Caleb. Now you are in the top three of the conference, Tennessee, nine and five. What do you think they would love to see under the tree on Christmas day? I think this is, this is an easy one. As a, as a Titans fan, you look at what this team has. You look at the uh, pretty, pretty good success they've had these past few years. It's definitely been nice. Um, they have like six straight winning seasons now. A lot of them nine and seven doesn't matter. It still counts as a winning season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they, they, they even made an AFC championship, won the division last year in a good position to do it again. Um, so I think they're, they're pretty happy as a fan base with what they are. So I think it's pretty simple what they want for Christmas. You know it. And it is the they, they want a doctor's note and they, they want to read the doctor's note and they want that doctor's note to say Derrick Henry has been cleared to return. That's yeah. what they want. That's what they want. They want to see that tweet on Twitter by the Titans account that, that Derrick Henry is returning. That's all they want to see. If we want to throw in a little extra as a stocking stuffer, throw A.J. Brown in there too, although it sounds like he should be back uh, very soon. So, yeah, you just want Derrick Henry to be cleared to return, come back, be his full, complete self. And I think that's, at this point, all I could ask for and make me feel much better about my team. That's what we would like for Christmas. Yep, that seems like that's a pretty good answer. That definitely is true. I'm sure if you asked every Titans fan in America, they'd love to see Derrick Henry back on the field for their squad. Uh, so now Arizona next for me, the Cardinals sitting at 10 and four. What they want um, is something that I want uh, because it's a little, it's, you know, it's a little, little biasy, but I think what they want right now, they need, they need prime AJ green, man. I mean, they have Deandre Hopkins out until the playoffs. They really want to make this playoff push. They really need their receiving core to step up and who's going to do that. But their number two, Adriel Jeremiah green uh, for years, the defining athlete in Cincinnati's, footballing history all of a sudden that's been passed on to you know joe burrow maybe jamar chase but now he's in arizona place where everybody goes to retire but really he's had a good season so far this year but if he can step up if he can find that form he had in cincinnati for so many years cardinals would be loving it he's played pretty well recently but if they could get prime major green on that cardinals team i think there would be no doubt that they could wrap up the division so i think that's really what they would love to see come christmas time all right caleb I mean, if there's one team I wish I could give Cole to, it would be the Patriots. But here we are. It's your decision. What do the Patriots want, and what will the Patriots get for Christmas? What do I want to give the Patriots? Like, I, I agree with you. I think giving them Cole, I think they, they've they already gotten so much, six Super Bowls since, uh, you know, since the year 2000. I think they that that's enough. I think they've received enough gifts. But we're going to be nice to them. We're going to give them another gift. And I think that gift is pretty simple. And it's for Nat, Matt Jones to end up being a great quarterback for the for the system. I think you you don't even need Matt Jones to be some super dynamic, you know, Patrick Mahomes type quarterback. Just for Matt Jones to be great within their system, the way Tom Brady was great within their system, is all they could ever ask for. I know the Patriots fans, they trust Bill Belichick. They trust the organization. So if they could just be promised that Mac Jones will be that guy, he will fit great into their system for years and years to come. I think they would be very happy. And I think they'd feel very confident in their Super Bowl chances over the next decade. That would certainly be a great thing for New England and a terrible thing for the rest of I for one hope it doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say, I think everybody else in America would hate that, but everybody in New England would probably love that. Um, that's certainly for sure. And the NFC now, three teams left we will start with uh we'll start with the cowboys 10 and 4 again again it is this is a cold team for me uh, i don't like them but i think what they would really love is dak prescott to find his form again to really round back into the comeback player of the year candidate a lot of people thought he could be um he started the season really hot he's been in a little bit of a slump recently but if the cowboys want to make noise uh in january it's going to be off the back of uh of surprise so far surprisingly it's been off the back of their defense but i think it's going to be off the back 
of Dak Prescott. Um, I think there's two teams. There's two things they would love. One on the offensive side, one on the defensive side. I think of the offensive side, it'd be Prescott rounding back into form on the defensive side. And this is a gift I'm willing to give is Michael Parsons getting the defensive rookie of the year trophy because I think he deserves it. I mean, he's shown he's just such an incredible pass rusher for a linebacker. He's been so good so far this year. Um, so he's, he's a guy who's really hard to hate, even if you don't like the Cowboys. So I'm, in terms of gifts, I will give to them. I'll give them Michael, Micah Parsons defensive rookie of the year. So Caleb now, uh, one more team left in the AFC, Kansas city. What are you thinking? Um, this is a very interesting one. Chiefs. Um, you know, a while ago I would have just said, I think simple as that you would want Patrick Mahomes to, to play to his MVP level. They were not looking good. They were three and four. Now they're on a seven game winning streak, but I still think that's something you can ask. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been better than he was the first five, six, seven weeks of the season, but he's still not playing in an MVP level. And I think if they, their defense has taken a big leap in their seven game winning streak, I think if you can combine MVP Patrick Mahomes with the way their defense is playing now, I think they'd be a Super Bowl lock. So I think it would be uh, just easy. You know, give me that the same defense we have now and just add prime or add peak MVP level Patrick Mahomes, have him play that that level again with that defense. I think that would be they would win the Super Bowl again. And I think that is uh, that's all they could ask for. Because you, I mean, who doesn't want Super Bowls? So I think that uh, that would be great for them. They just want Patrick Mahomes to be MVP again. Yep, I think that would be something the Chiefs would certainly love. Um, now to the NFC, the last team in the NFC. Sorry, second last team in the NFC. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady. What does Tom Brady want for Christmas? Well, that's a really good question. I think ultimately. I think the Bucs want health in the secondary because if they're going to win a Super Bowl this year, they're going to need a pretty good defense. And that's, well, yes, they did shut down the Saints and only get them nine points. It's the Saints, um, especially this, this, it's the Saints offense, I should emphasize. And they've just, they've been had, they've had a patchwork secondary all year. What they would really love would be some health in that, in that unit. Um, I think that could push them towards the Lombardi. So it's not an offensive related thing. It's in fact, uh, really, it's just health in general, you know, health and wealth, but really it's health specifically in the secondary. So, Caleb, we have saved uh, this team for last. Maybe because I just wanted to save them for last because I'm a great guy, but also possibly because I forgot about them. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Caleb, what do they want for Christmas? Yeah, I uh, I, I was thinking that I, uh, when you were, like, on the Patriots, I was like, wait, did we forget about somebody? And I was No, I up. definitely didn't forget about the Steelers. I was just simply saving them for last because I just love the Steelers so much. They're just oh, my favorites. Okay. This is another one. Well, this is, this is an easy one. Everybody in Pittsburgh wants this. Everybody knows they're going to need it very soon. And it's a succession plan at quarterback. Yep. They know the time is coming. The big Ben, big Ben Roethlisberger era is coming to an end in Pittsburgh. Um, and they do. I don't think the answer is in the quarterback room at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Mason Rudolph's not the guy. Maybe Dwayne Haskins had some huge reckoning, and he is now going to be what we thought he could be when he was drafted. What a career turnaround at this point. It's hard to uh, rely on that. So I think that they, they need a draft. So I think that that's what they want. They want a succession plan. They want to go into the draft, 
have somebody follow them, you know, Matt Palau, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Malik Willis. We've all talked about those guys. And they just want that one of those to fall into their lap and whoever does fall into their lap to be a good quarterback. I think they just want uh, the Steelers. We know a good organization, great defense, always great coach, great management. If they, they don't, they wouldn't even have to need a top five quarterback. If they could just have a good quarterback for the next decade plus, if they can find that guy in the 2022 NFL draft without having to trade up specifically, I think that would be all Pittsburgh could ask for. I think that's really what the Pittsburgh has wanted for probably the last three, four Christmases. I think if we're being honest with ourselves here. Um, In the NFC, uh, I think this this is a similar thing. Number one seed Packers, a lot of directions you could go here, but really it's going to revolve around one position, one position, and it's going to revolve around quarterback. Um, and I think what the Packers would love, would really love, would be for Rodgers to just all of a sudden change his mind and stay. But I think the reality we're looking at is Jordan, uh, Jordan Love is going to have to step in and play quarterback next year. So I think what the Packers yeah. would love to see under the tree uh, on Christmas morning, they'd get up, they'd – throw their cheese head sheets off. They'd put on their cheese head hat. They're like, it's Christmas time. They'd run downstairs, the whole living room, green and yellow. And they look on the tree and they would see a vision from the future. It's 2023. Jordan Love has just all of a sudden turned into Patrick Mahomes. He's been the Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Rodgers is Brett Favre. Um, and he's just, he's proven to be the answer in a long line of great Packers QBs. And Green Bay is still contending even after Rodgers is gone. Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, uh, apparently the power duo of this century. So I think that's a pretty fair assessment on what every team would like for Christmas. Again, to the listeners, happy holidays, everybody. Caleb, uh, any last things you want to say to the people before we sign off? What uh, What is a behemoth of an episode? Yeah, you know, it's, it's Christmas time. It's happy time of the year. I think we just need to be, you know, happy with what we got. I mean, I think, you know, there's there's been, you know, some some postponements, cancellations, all that kind of coming up again in sports. But I think we need to remember that uh, be thankful, you know, for, for friends, family, health, all that. And also, no matter how many games get have to get rescheduled, moved around, still better than nothing at all, which is what we had for about six months, a year and a half ago. So it's all better than that. So be be happy with what you got. Spend time, get those presents. Maybe, you know, have, uh, I don't know, what, what's, what's Christmas food? Christmas cookies? Yeah, Christmas, Christmas cookies. cookies. Elite. I like Christmas cookies. Um, so, yeah, have those and just in, enjoy the break. It's going to be, it's very nice to just wind down before the start of a new year. And then uh, Sunday is just such a massive day for the yep. NFL. So, day after Christmas, once you have all you do all your Christmas festivities, you can just chill out, relax the next day and watch uh watch some football that's that's fun it's really an ideal christmas if you ask me you got great football going on the day of and the day after and even monday um so basically echoing what caleb said make sure to just you know be grateful spend some time with your family um enjoy the break wind down relax make sure to not accidentally bite into an oatmeal raisin because they're nasty and chocolate chip is way hey, better, they're not that but they bad. look the same but they look the same oh, oh please don't tell me you're an oatmeal raisin supporter caleb no, I mean, like, they're not my favorite cookie, but they're not true. The, the, it's just the texture is already bad with the oatmeal, and then you throw in, like, the, the, the weird raisin texture after they're baked. It's just – it's not for me, yeah. Caleb, but I think, I think most of America is behind me with that one. Yeah. 
Well, I guess this isn't Thanksgiving, so we can't add an extra 35 minutes talking about our food takes. But that will conclude this episode of the All Nine Yards Podcast. Everybody have a safe holiday. We'll talk to you probably. I don't know when we'll talk to you. We probably won't talk to you before the game's on the 26th. So just, you know, enjoy yourself. Have a great uh, holiday. Enjoy Christmas. Talk to you after Christmas. Uh, hopefully it was it was a fun experience. Hopefully you had some non-oatmeal raisin cookies. And uh, we'll see you next time. Happy holidays, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.